What's up, everybody? Paflin here, and welcome to episode 1,261 of Ask Pat 2.0. You're about to listen to a Where Are They Now episode with Stacy Brookman. This is actually her third time on, and it's been neat because we've gotten to sort of follow her journey as we've come along. First time she was on, she was launching some courses to help women who were in abusive relationships. She's made a little bit of a pivot since then, and especially since the last time she was on. The last time she was on, she ran a very successful summit, and now things are a little bit different. And there's like big light bulbs going off. And it sometimes takes some time for that to happen, to find your true voice, to find out exactly what direction you were meant to go down. And and Stacey's definitely found that. And you're gonna hear her talk about her world of public speaking now. You're gonna hear her talk about the book that we once talked about. What has happened with that? Well, we're gonna give you the update here. And this is a great one, especially if you are on the journey along with Stacey as well. So here she is, Stacey Brookman from realliferesilience.com. Stacey, welcome back to the third time here on Ask Pat. Thanks so much for taking the time. I'm in the three-time club. <laughs> yes. Actually, you were one of the first people we coached back when Ask Pat changed format. And I think you were on episode 1006 from several years ago. And then you came on a couple of years later to give us an update. You had initially talked about public speaking and writing books. And I know that the last time we chatted, actually, why don't you give us a, a, a sort of time travel update like remembrance of what where you were the last time you were on the show in case people didn't catch that one. Like, where were you before? What were the challenges that you were having? And then we can just kind of go from there. Right. Yeah. So I think the very, gosh, was it the original one? It was like starting to write a book or trying to, and also helping people heal from emotionally abusive relationships through a course that I was doing. And I think the second one I had just done, or maybe it was about to do, no, I think I had just done a summit, which was amazing and grew my business, grew my list and things like that, which was really, really cool. And I still have that list and it's continued to grow as well as doing speaking on other people's like the podcasts and summits and things like that. So that has been really an amazing ride, which has been quite fun. That's awesome. I know that was a challenge for you initially was the public speaking thing and getting on other stages. Like, how are you feeling about that now looking back at sort of the the other version of Stacey before all that? Like, what would you tell yourself somebody who maybe is listening, who's also kind of wanting to get on those stages, wanting to be on other podcasts, but now that you're on the other side of it, like what, what advice would you give your younger self? Just have compassion for yourself. And that's, I have compassion for my younger self. Listen, I mean, there's one way, there's multiple ways to get your message out, but speaking is one of the most effective ways and it doesn't have to be scary. You can do it. Like I remember I'm like, like my palms were sweaty. I actually went to Toastmaster. I think that was one of the biggest things I've ever done, the most amazing things that helped me get over that, of course, but just actually doing it, just do it and, you know, have something that you can talk about, like your expertise, you're sharing it with the world, you're sharing with people who you can actually help. And that's just been so fun. And now I really don't even need any preparation. I know, you know, like I know what I'm saying and what I'm doing inside and out. So it doesn't matter what questions they throw at me, I can answer them. And I feel really confident about that. So it's it's been really fun. This is like the, a different type of me. I'm so happy to hear that. And congratulations. I mean, that's a big hurdle to overcome for sure. And I do agree with you. I think speaking, there's just something about it. It, it, it almost forces you to understand how to best convey that message. Exactly. How to tell that story. So 
you've probably told the same story many times and it's kind of iterated o- over time. Are you speaking on stages and essentially sharing the same thing again and again? Or are you being asked to speak about different things? Well, I've actually pivoted my business. So I'm speaking about different things now, but it actually all relates. It, it all relates. So I do tell some of the very same stories, just in a different aspect of it. You know, if it's like the same type of story, but hey, here's a little different tweak on it that will resonate with the audience. So I know that if I'm speaking on a, a podcast for executive women, I could tell that story and have the angle for that. But if I'm speaking on a like trauma to triumph type of podcast or summit that I just did, it's slightly different for those type of people, but it's the same message. It's my story. It's my message and my growth actually. And so it's easy. Once you get started and you get a couple under your belt, you're like, okay, it's not as hard as I thought it was. And then you just start to be like, okay, I'll get on anybody's podcast and do anything or summit or speaking stage even. So it's fun. I found that to be the case too. I tell similar stories, but in a different way to depending on who the audience is. Right. Um, and you know, even even my one presentation about super fans, which turned into the book super fans, I have different companies, different people ask me to speak to their audiences about it. And I can just change a thing here or there. Maybe the example I use in the second half is not what I used before. It's now relevant to e-commerce or something, right? So you can kind of mix and match. And it's cool that you're already at that level, which is great. You mentioned a pivot. Like, tell me about what this pivot was. When did it happen and and why? Yes. So I was teaching the course about how to recover from your tough life stories, right? Emotionally abusive relationships and things like that, which, you know, happened to me like 12 years ago. And I realized that a lot of women involved in that, I, I wanted to do coaching, but the coaching was like, oh, I don't know if I could actually do that and psychologically do that, especially when they need so much help that way. I'm like, okay, I can give you a course. I can teach you how to write. But as far as coaching, not so much. So I actually got certified with the Life Coach School this past year. And I realized how I was a you know six-figure earner. I was in corporate. I was a consultant, leader, all of that sort of thing. And I still was in a relationship like that. And so I thought, how did that show up in my life, in my work life, right? So I realized I had imposter syndrome. I always felt like the least person in the room, even when I was the leader and the, and the person who brought the ideas, right? I overworked to prove myself and all kinds of things like that. I was always overwhelmed, overworked and trying to, you know, just like run on a hamster wheel to prove that I was worthy of the current job I was in or the next job that I wanted to get. And so those are the women now that I work with, that I coach one-on-one and I coach about getting out of that imposter syndrome, getting to the C-suite on your own terms because you don't have to fit, you know, square peg into a round whole, you can actually get there in your own style. And I love doing that. I love doing the one-on-one coaching. I knew I wanted to do that at some point. And now that I have, you know, certification and experience under my belt, I'm like, this is fun. This is building my business that way is so amazing. I'm like, this is, I'm like hitting the groove. And so, yeah, that's very cool. That's amazing. So the, the coaching thing is, is definitely new for me to hear from you. And it's not always an easy thing to do to one-on-one coach. How did you, I mean, I know you got 
certified for that. What were the biggest lessons that you've learned when it came to how to be a great coach? Like what, what's your style? How do you approach a person who especially has gone through some stuff in their life and be very traumatizing for them to even talk about these things? And I'm not asking you to tell me like, how do you coach somebody through trauma, but just your approach to coaching is, is what? Yes. Yeah, so I love that we all helping people understand that they have choices because when you're stuck, whether it's in trauma, whether you're stuck in a job or feel like, okay, there's pressure from above, there's pressure from below, you know, we have fewer resources, we have more demands and you feel like you are stuck. And so one of the things, one of the first things I do is help women leaders open their minds as to you know what choices do they have and sometimes believe it or not the choice to overwork to try to prove yourself is your own choice it's in your own mind that i have to do this so that someone else will approve of me or feel good about me or sponsor me or something like that and you really when you start realizing it you really don't necessarily need somebody else somebody else's approval to be a whole and complete person and a great leader you really don't. And so once you open that up and you realize it's just sentences in your mind that are saying you're not good enough or you should have done that report better or you need to work until 10 p.m. in order to get this done. Those are just sentences in your mind causing your feelings and then just really causing your actions. And when you realize that you are in control, that is a game changer for all of my clients. And I, I can see when that change happens and then they're like, oh my gosh, this is like, the most amazing secret that I wish everybody knew. And so, yeah. That's so cool. Are you coaching virtually? And, and if so, like what tools are you using to do that? Yes, I'm coaching virtually over Zoom. And so we just schedule on, I have a book like a boss scheduling component and I, I do different things because sometimes I coach people on speaking or having a signature talk. Uh, now that I, you know, I could, I've done that and mastered it. Now I can help them. Sometimes it's all about imposter syndrome. I have a beta program that's coming out in January. That's all about, actually it's open now, but it's all about confident leadership skills. So getting those skills that you need to be in the C-suite before you even get there, like it's gonna benefit you whether you get there or not. And so being incredibly confident as a leader is gonna make you a better leader, but also communicate better right where you are up. You've gotta communicate up, but you've also gotta communicate down and then sideways to your peers as well. So it'll make you confident all the way around. So good, thank you for that. I wanna ask you about book writing. I know this is something that has come up a, a couple of times and I believe the last time we chatted, you had gotten a deal, I believe, with a, with a hybrid book publisher. What has happened since then? Did a book come out? Are you still in the process of writing it? Like, how did that go? I'd love to hear the juice because I'm working on my next book and I need some inspiration. Okay. I don't think I'm going to inspire you in this one, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Well, let's hear, let's hear the tea. What, what, yeah. What so I, I realized in, in my pivot that the book that I was writing would not necessarily serve me well. So when I first originally wanted to write a book, I wanted to tell the truth about that abusive relationship and, you know, waited till my kids were 18 and all of that sort of thing. And then I realized, you know, I don't have that desire anymore because like, I know what the truth is and it's not like, I don't, I don't need that. So then I, I thought when I was still doing like my summit and teaching the course, like, 
maybe I can do it as a, and this is, I think when the last time we were talking, maybe I can do it as a, a little primer to help people through that sort of thing. And so that was pretty exciting. But then I started doing the coaching and I'm like, this is that one-on-one, -on -one, that personal attention. So somebody can, I, I don't know, there's so many books out there. Somebody can read the book, but never necessarily get that component out of that, right? So I actually dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> I will tell you well, that. Well, maybe you put the ball down, right? I have put the ball down, right, yeah. So I've got a, I'm building up this business and, you know, I. I do, I would love to, because I've got like 30,000, 40,000 words written. The other thing, I, I couldn't quite see how it could, the the structure of it. And maybe it's just me. I need to, I need to see what that, you know, I was going to be like, here's the story. Here's the lesson. Here's something that you can take away, right? Here's some exercise that you can do. And I, and I wasn't quite sure how that could fit into like a memoir of like a working memoir or, or I, I don't know. I just couldn't quite see that. So I'm like, every time I went to write, it was like, it was just like pulling teeth. So I'm like, okay, if I'm going to put down something. I think that's really smart of you to listen to yourself and sort of like gauge your energy for that because your energy is obviously getting put into the personal connections. And even uh, with the stories you tell on stage, I mean, people are there and they're listening or they're watching and they can, you know, they have that connection that's a little bit sort of removed from, from a book. And maybe the book and, and the words that you've written, I mean, we don't want to just publish it because you have it. That's, you know, that's a very common mistake that a lot of entrepreneurs make as well. You know, there's this sunk cost fallacy, they call it. It's like you've put in the work to that. So you might as well, not, not always. So I think it's really smart of you to be conscious of that. But maybe like your talks, you could take parts of that or pieces of it and, and turn it into something that is relevant to the person or the people that you're speaking to in, in that time. So it's not all waste and yeah and so it's all saved and things like that but and i've heard you know you can take you can you know give lessons or speak on stage and and do like that and turn that into a book i just don't necessarily have this sequential type of thing so yeah it's it's a work in progress it's still on my computer and they're waiting it's just not next on the to-do list right now yeah no i appreciate you for for sharing that and being honest about it and i think it's a a really good example of you know, hey, not right now. It's just, you know, I have other things to do to focus on, put the blinders on and let's lean into who it is that you're serving. And it seems like you're doing that really well and the business is, is growing and just, you know, congratulations on all of that. Uh, for anybody listening who's curious about where to go and follow you and your work, where where should they go, Stacey? You can go to realliferesilience.com right there. It talks about uh, women who are fed up with the traditional ladder climbing at corporate and they want to get to the C-suite on their own terms. And so I have lots of resources there. And again, uh, the business was uh, was called Real Life Resilience the last time we talked and it still isn't it's still about resilience. It's just a slightly different format. So love it. I love it. Well, well done on the pivot and congratulations to you. And I uh, look forward to catching up with you in the future and see where you go from here. Okay. I'll be number four timer then. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Stacey. Awesome. Thanks. Bye-bye. Take care. All right. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Stacey Brookman. Again, you can find her at realliferesilience.com. And I just love this episode. It's always a great example, things like this, when it comes to how to do business right, right? You know, sometimes you don't know necessarily the right path for you, but you go down a path of interest, something that, you know, speaks to you that you're passionate about, just like Stacey did with helping women through abusive relationships. And that is since updated. I don't, I don't want to say even change. It's morphed. It's evolved. It's adapted. 
and she's found herself in this and she's found her medium, right? Yes, she is on the airwaves and yes, she's, you know, writing, but she found the stage and that's where you can immediately see the impact. Sometimes I remember speaking multiple times while on stage and after saying something or telling a very heartfelt story, you could literally feel the reaction from the audience and and for something as important as what she's helping people with. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing. So I love it. She now helps women who are fed up with the traditional corporate ladder and she gives you the resilience routine that you need. You can actually check out her remarkable resilience routine over on her website at realliferesilience.com all things leadership and climbing the corporate ladder in a different kind of way, right? So thank you so much, Stacey. I appreciate you. And I look forward to seeing you or or having you he, he see me, hear me on the next episode. Anyway, I just appreciate you so much for following along with these Where Are They Now episodes. Always amazing to get these updates and just kind of have that timestamp on a person's life and continually go back to that. So thank you so much, Stacey. Thank you, the listener. And I look forward to serving you in the next one. Cheers, peace out. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Thanks for listening to Ask Pat at askpat.com. I'm your host, Pat Flynn. Our senior producer is David Grabowski. Our series producer is Paul Gregoris. And our executive producer is Matt Garland. Sound editing by Duncan Brown. Ask Pat is a production of SPI Media. We'll catch you in the next session. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now you might've noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.